You're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 152, where we will be where we will be discussing chapter two of City of Fallen Angels, Falling. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yes. Nice names. Good job. So. <laughs> Um, before we get, you know, really into this, I do have a confession to make. That brand new microphone that I got for Christmas, yeah, um, the past two episodes, I have been talking into it backwards. Um. So, how is it backwards? Like, tell us. Um. How did you figure it out? So it has settings for like if you have multiple people in a room or if you're doing interview or one person's on this side and one person's on that side um, or if you just have one person. So I set it to the one person, but I had it turned around. So it was oh. it was pointing towards the wall. So it was picking up what was That's echoing was off echoing. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still... <laughs> It's very sensitive. <laughs> this microphone is so fucking sensitive. Like, my volume is on, like, 20% right now. Um, but it's so sensitive, and I am such a fucking loud mouth that I'm still having some, like, volume issues. It's very loud, and I'm trying to talk quietly. So if I sound like I'm, like, doing an ASMR, like, softcore porn, like... Oh, God, no. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, awesome. That is so fancy. So I had a pretty eventful day today that I want to share with you guys. Um, my car, Betty, she got in two accidents today. Don't oh worry, everyone's gosh. fine. Everyone's fine. Superficial injuries only. The first accident. Now, this was only partially my fault. Okay? I maintain. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am a short human. Okay? And so, my rearview mirror, okay, the way it's set, I can't, it's... It's small. I can't see my entire back window in that rear mirror. So I elect to see the top portion of the mirror, right? So that excludes about six inches of the bottom portion of my hatchback window, okay? This is important because that means that I can't see something that's behind me that is not more than six inches above that window line, okay? So I go to reverse, out of my driveway and I I hear this like and I'm like what's that (laughs) stop and I kind of like you know when you kind of like make yourself taller to see a little higher absolutely was it a person don't be a person don't be a person no you know what it is my husband leaving the garbage and recycling bins behind my car so I ran. Oh yeah, I ran them over. I did that to the neighbors. Minor, minor accident. It wasn't my fault. I maintain. Then I went to the dentist, and I got out of the dentist, 
my dentist has this really tiny parking lot that I have to believe was designed by someone who was at the bottom of the civil engineering class. Like it is the worst parking lot. So there's, you, you come in and you have to kind of like go around. There's three lanes of, um, like parking spaces, right? So you come in and you kind of come, come in. There's a middle lane that you kind of circle around and it's one way each way, right? You know, just a little circle loop. So I was parked in the middle in order to get out. I mean, it's a one way, so I have to turn left, you know, to go towards the exit. Well, to do that, like it's a little, you know, it's a little slow because you're kind of pointed at a different angle. So you kind of have to like turn all the way out and make sure, cause it's a little tight. So I was just taking it slow. All of a sudden, this Toyota, this Toyota truck starts backing out, right? And so now luckily, okay, my car Betty has some quirks, okay? She's eccentric. We've established this, I think, yes. (laughs) So luckily, it was a dry day today and my horn worked. So I was... (laughs) <laughs> I was like honking I like hit the horn and I was like oh I really hope this works and I'm like no it's dry of course it's gonna work and it did and so I was honking 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 but my my car's still a little shitbox so it's not very loud right this person clearly was didn't think the honk was for them and they kept coming and now I am in the middle of like a three-point turn that I was like going so I can't like just reverse back into my space because I'm basically parallel to the car that was right next to me as I'm because I'm I I had literally just backed up a little bit put my car in drive and was gonna go and this person just starts coming uh just starts uh, pulling reversing out of their space right so I'm honk 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 honking they just drive all the way back into my bumper Right. Total crunch. Whatever. Stop. Pull back in the spot. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, I don't, they're staying, they're not getting out of their car, but they pulled back into their spot. And I was like, so I like, you know, fucking rearranged 37 point turn back into my space. Cause I had to like reverse back into my space. Cause all of the spaces are full. Uh huh. And so then I get out of my car and this person starts reversing again. Like they're going to leave. And like, I pop out of my car and you know, the Portland in me was like, (laughs) you hit my car. Do I need to be pulling someone out of a fucking Toyota? Because I will, you know? (laughs) So I like pop up, kind of close my door and I start walking towards the car as it's backing up. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Vancouver don't know. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And this old lady, and so she like pulls back in and this old lady pops out. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I hit you. She's like, I thought I heard something. And I'm like, why wouldn't you check? You knew. You knew. So anyway, she gave me, she gave me her info and, and all that, but. I don't know. It, it's probably not worth, like, doing anything with insurance. It's just a bent license plate and a fucked up bumper, but my mm. car's kind of fucked up anyway. So I'll, I t- told Jason he can look at it and tell me if we need to do yeah, anything. Yeah, it's fair. But still. 
It was just one of those weird, like, and it all happened. Like, she was reversing so slowly. And I was honking so much that there's really no reason she wouldn't have, like. She shouldn't have been on the road. Yeah, sounds like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. Ugh, it's so stressful. I just had to share that with you. Dude. No, thank you. I was yeah. talking. I drove my old car today for work. And I'm just like, it's really hard to, like, get used to Everything. driving it again. <laughs> and then I was like, I put my car in reverse. And I'm, like, staring at the radio, basically. Because there's no camera. Which I didn't think. I was like... <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I would use it because I'm just so not used to having it. I am at not, a, I have short girl problems too. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need the camera. So I was just kind of staring at the radio and I kind of start inching back. Like, like I'm waiting for it to turn on or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, you know, so let's like move your entire body around. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice for the... um short girl problems because you can see all the way to the floor mm-hmm. and then I know if I'm in the lines at the parking spot because I just turn the camera on so yep. then I don't have to like get out and repark if I'm not yeah. in the lines I like it with your um, mirror <clears throat> problem I got a mirror for Christmas a rear view mirror it's basically like an extender thing and I got it so I could see my kids better but it is so I can see my side windows in my minivan this thing is oh, so wow. great and it's it doesn't feel too big. Like, at first, it was like, oh, damn. But it took me, like, an hour to get used to. And now it's like, dude, I will never go back. This thing is amazing. And it was, like, $10. Interesting. So think about it. I'll send you the link. But it sounds like you might need to just get a new car soon. Yeah, it's fair. Who, yeah. me? So. Yeah. Well, obviously yes. not Robin, because she just yeah. got a new car. <laughs> I don't need a new car. My car is totally fine. She's a good girl. Also, when you first started the story, I thought you were going to say that you backed into Jason's car. And I was like, yeah, I've done that. I have a big dent in the side of my car where I bumped into Andy's car two days after he got his dream car. Oh, my and God. he was out of town and I had to call him and be like, yeah. Sorry. You're like, yeah. I mean, I must say, though, his dream car is a 2006 Hummer. It's not like, and it's an H3. It's not like it's like a Ferrari or something, you know, but still it was, his car saw nothing. Three years later or whatever, my car still has a huge dent in it. But anyway, that's what I thought you were going to say. Knocking on fake wood. My car doesn't have a scratch yet. Yes. Nice. Knock on that wood. See, but now... As much as nice new cars are nice, I very much appreciate the fact that my car is a shitbox. And nothing is, mm. if, if, you know, someone's cart runs away at the grocery store and runs into it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, same. And there's a mm. freedom. There's a freedom in not giving a shit. Okay. <laughs> there's a freedom that's in true. owning a shitbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And also that freedom called not a fucking car payment and liability insurance only. Yes. <laughs> that's oh, also liability. fair. I could never do it. I don't know why. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> um, 
my car's not worth anything. They're not going to give me anything for it anyway. And I mean, mine's probably only worth like eight grand or something. And I, yeah, I still have coverage. It's been paid. I would, I would, I, I would slap both of my titties if my car was valued at more than $3,000. I was thinking of something, I don't know. I just, it's the first thing that came to my head. I would be happy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do like having a car that I can pick up groceries in, though. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Yeah, your old car is very small. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So I'm down with that. And I like yeah. getting, like, 37 miles to the gallon. Oh, yeah. That's also great. Yeah, I am. Yeah, down with that. I love it. Oh, down my gosh. Anyway. Do you guys do any of you guys have anything else to talk about before we kick things off into the? Or I can't say that unless I'm ready to say the whole thing, and I'm not ready to say the whole thing. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just I, no. I guess I listened to our episode back because uh-huh. I okay. So here's what I decided to do. I'm gonna. I tried to start to read another science like fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Help me out here. You wreck it. You wrecked it oh, for me, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I got. I finished the first chapter, and I was like, I can't get into. I need to lay Assassin's Blade to rest before mm. I start something else because I'm getting rules and all this stuff mixed up. And I'm at a point now where it's like I'm waiting for the other books or whatever. So I decided okay. to go back and listen to Chain of Iron mm-hmm. for Chain of Thorns. So I was like, I like I don't need to worry about soon. rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't need to worry about learning new rules. I already know the rules to that. Mm-hmm. And so when I had that lull between I'd finished the Song of Achilles, I had tried to do that chapter. I was like, I have nothing to listen to. I'll just listen to myself. And um, I am sorry that we spent like 25 minutes talking before we actually got started. But hopefully it was entertaining enough because I laughed at my own jokes. So there's that. That is all. I have one thing to say before we get started. Just uh, as much as I was like kind of not looking forward to finishing out the back half of TMI. I I think that I'm kind of like I don't know, I feel it feels refreshing to be back. Mm-hmm. I the last two episodes that we did, I I feel like like writing my script was a lot easier. It felt a lot more natural. Yep. I felt more like engaged in it, I think. Um I don't know. It's just interesting. I felt like I was just trying to get through Red Schools of Magic. Uh-huh. We were yeah. covering a lot in a little amount of time, like yeah. all the chapters and stuff. And I wish I was a little more interested in the story than I was, but we all kind of already talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I feel like we're us. Like, we're like, I think you even said it in the last chapter. Like, we're back, baby. Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, it's been a long time since I've reread these, so I forgot a lot of intricate details like I know the the broad strokes of the story so I'm just excited to like relive it yeah well and this was a short chapter too so this one feels a little more like this was fun Mm -hmm. you know it didn't feel as Uh as much work like it wasn't as daunting well and and I feel like the this because of the urban setting and the style and the kind of like short form like stuff that we don't have to talk about like the world because it's our world uh-huh. it's it feels less dense than um tdi did or uh-huh. tid uh-huh yeah. dude yeah. 
can I just, I just want to say, mm-hmm. I listened to this chapter on the audio. Mm-hmm. I hate um, the narr- the female narrator. Oh my God. I was telling, so I was driving out to get coffee or whatever and I listened to it and then the third chapter started and I'm like, well, I might as well. And I was like, this guy is so good. Like, yeah, because it was, I love his voice, especially how he did that bandmates and stuff. I was like melting into my seat. So I'm like, why do they have freaking like bump on a log monotone lady in between? Like, just let the guy do it. What are you weird, doing here? Weird baby voice monotone. Like, and she said Idris. Idris. Yeah. yeah. Why? Who, who didn't correct her? Everybody, but these books, these audiobooks are riddled with that though. So like I, yeah, it's weird. They're awful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so why don't we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish, we open our adventure with Amanda's main squeeze, Simon. Gag. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> he's sitting in what seems like a very cozy diner waiting for Izzy. He's lamenting his new undead life and listing his woes, including getting tangled up with, like, two girls. He's, like, with Maya and Izzy. Shortly after Izzy arrives, the couple are approached by Archer and Walker, the riffraff subjugates from the Infernal Devices, and they're pressing Simon to come meet their master, whom Simon incorrectly and oftenly mentions as Raphael. It's unnecessary the amount of times he did that. Mm-hmm. Against all of our better judgments, Simon accepts the summons and comes face to face with who I'm sure all of our fellow Downworldians knew was Camille. I don't think that was a shock to any of our mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. She weaves Simon a tale of betrayal from her second in command, telling him that Raphael is a big murdering liar face and she needs Simon to take him out. That was supposed to sound like the Offspring song and it didn't. Drink your milk. You got to keep them separated. In exchange for his silence Sorry, and his too. henchman skills with a Z, you have, I mean, come on. You needed to yeah. tickle that part on your brain. Yeah. In exchange for his silence and his henchman skills with a Z, Camille will show him all the unlife hacks she knows to, like, have the best eternity ever. <laughs> She's going to make her own, like, five minutes craft video. She's dismissed. She dismisses our vampy friend with an underhanded threat. Um, and... I don't know what I was trying to say. Um, basically, like, she's going to require his response back in five business days. And if he d- she doesn't get it via her grave dirt, she'll just send one of Walker, I think it was, out to get him. That's threatening. It's a little threatening. Yeah. Back at the Lewis residence, we learn about the rough transition Simon has had returning, trying to return to his pre-Shadow World life. His mom is suspicious, and he's, like, throwing away food. Because he can't eat, which is annoying. Like, I'm sure there's someone he could have given that to. I don't know why listening back that irked me. I'm like, there you were you were in New York City. You were walking past somebody that is does not have enough food to eat. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. Give them your lunch. Don't do that. Disrespectful. Anyway, it's You're been right, like super difficult. And I agree with you. But I want you to know that in my head, all I can hear is, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> don't, don't be suspicious. That's fair. It's not even the right beat, but like it's in my head and I can't stop it. I <laughs> mean. It's a great one. I love it. I love it. I fucking love yeah. Fox and Rec. Okay. Anyway. 
that's what I actually wrote in here. I wrote my own transition. And it says, anyway, it's been super difficult and angsty. And I wish I could make an emo joke here. But it really does sound awful. It does. It sounds horrible <laughs> for everybody in that family. Yeah. And I feel like I would still make a, like an emo joke at Will Herondale. So maybe I should. But it just seems like it's in poor taste at the moment. Mm-hmm. God, my earbud just fell out and flew against, like, through the room. Anyway, Simon sneaks into his bedroom to, like, beat the confrontation with his mom, and he decides to just call his Biffle Clary. And I need to get up and find that. Do it. What a dummy. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I am sorry. It's stuck in my head. Okay, it's in mine now, too. I'm sure you'll get one or two in there from me. Mm, yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I have a feeling that Simon is going to be the focus of a lot of development in this book uh, because he is pre- presently struggling. <laughs> we are seeing him as a diamond in the very rough. <laughs> Seek Uncut the out. Gems. The diamond in the rough. So his first misstep is calling Clary when he promised Izzy that he would call her first. Like, bro, like you literally had one job. What the fuck? Yep. So in Simon's defense, he's not telling Clary about his meeting with Camille. Um, I, <laughs> I wrote Camilla because I was watching the fucking Harry and Meghan thing <laughs> earlier today. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to see that. It was actually really good. I mean, you never know. I mean, a, do- a documentary like that is meant to make you think a certain way. So you're like, Absolutely. you know, yeah, whatever. That's like but, making a murderer. But but a lot of the a lot of the shit is like, yeah, the fucking the the institution of the the of the British monarchy is fucking evil. Duh. Like, ask anyone that was in right. the British Empire. Like, like it's right. fucking. It's no secret. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so in his defense, like, he's not telling her about the meeting with Camille. Um, I suspect, like, calling her was his way to avoid dealing with the whole, like, job interview with the vampire thing. Mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. avoid. Keep his mind off it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but in truth, he's just trading one problem for another because Clary doesn't hesitate to ask uh, if he's confessed for his two-timing ways. Like, uh, have you uh, cleaned up your mess? The answer is no. The long answer <laughs> that is that this sounds like a case for the Honorable Judge Kristen, the crusty queen of life's ill-advised choices, and therefore <laughs> qualified to judge any and all fictional characters. All right? <laughs> So, hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) Let's set the scene. Clary is taking this call from her bestie from the rafters of the training room where she's working on her balance. And don't get it twisted. She's got a rope tied around her. So, like, that's good. Sidebar. Like, I know that the Shadowhunters aren't hip to the trends, and this book came out several years before The Amazing Spider-Man, but all I can think about is, like, Gwen's back snapping like a fucking glow stick. Like, I'm 
like she's gonna fall off and break her fucking back. Okay, so I, I don't I know what you're talking that. about, but I thought about this too. <clears throat> and they spe- specifically mentioned that it's not a taut rope, like it's a stretchy rope. Right. Probably for that reason, because they don't want people to think they're just gonna go. <gasps> but also, Those like are my side, side sound effects. So. Spoiler alerts for Spider-Man. All right. The second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I'm going to tell you because I know neither of you care. Anyway, his girlfriend's falling off a a building, right? And he's trying to save her and he sends his, his web out to catch her. And it catches her around the middle. And while, yes, it catches her before she hits the ground and, like, springs her back up, the snap of her falling breaks her back and kills her. Yeah, it's fucking awful. And, like, you see it happen. Like, <laughs> she's falling, ah, and then just snap and dead. It was wild. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe that's in a movie. Not what you expect in a fucking Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Is it, like, one of those alternate universe type things? <clears throat> I think it was like when they were trying to make it edgier. Like I don't know. Okay. Whatever. But that... when's the name of like the other spider? Mm-hmm. Spider, the ghost spider, right? Her name I... is also Gwen. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, think I don't. I think from the comic books or whatever. I don't know. Because that's the one in the Into the Spider Verse. She's there. Mm. I've never seen Into the Spider Verse. Oh. Dude, that's a good fucking movie. It but is that's... good. That's what made, like, the last Spider-Man, when they all kind of, like, came back so awesome. That moment when Zendaya's falling and he goes and, like, actually catches her and doesn't use his webs. Um, mm, and okay. actually saves her. It's, like, this, like, really, like, cathartic moment. It was wild. Anyway. I don't know why. Oh, because I sidebarred. That's why. Anyway. Uh-huh. Back to the trial by Bestie. So now all I gotta do is think of God. Why did you do that? You've gotta watch the. I'll send. I'll find a clip and send it to you. No, it's, it's not awful. even that. Now I'm just thinking of the other Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Simon's brilliant defense is that he's not had the exclusive conversation with either of them, um, and therefore neither can be upset, right? Just A B logic right there. Totally. Um, so Clary is quick with her rebuttal, uh, citing the code uh, as precedent. Uh, she makes the case that the social and professional relationship between his two boos nullifies the exclusivity clause and requires immediate arbitration. So <laughs> beautiful. I don't know. I really. I'm guessing what all of those words mean. <laughs> It sounds great. I am so into it. (laughs) And now I'll read from the record for closing arguments. Okay. Okay. So this is Simon. Uh, Well, how was I supposed to know that rule? Everyone knows that rule. I thought you were supposed to be on my side. I am on your side. So why aren't you being more sympathetic? And then it like goes on to like Clary, like what she's physically doing and no one cares. 
Um, because she said, your problems are not real problems. You're dating two beautiful girls at once. Think about it. That's like rock star problems. He's like, I wish I was a rock star. It's probably the best I'll get to be in a rock star. It's like, Shut the f- you're, you're an immortal vampire that can walk in the day and you have two smoking hot girlfriends, a werewolf and a fucking demon slayer. What? Right. You want to you wanna sing a fucking, you want to do a, a top, 100 billboard like but you're you're a vampire now you can't be famous if you're famous your face is famous and then they're gonna find out oh yeah mm-hmm. right i mean your dreams died talk. when you did <laughs> eventually they all end up looking like what's her name donatella versace you can't only so long Ooh, oh god. my gosh awful poor girl Oh, so after reviewing all the evidence, the court is prepared to read its decision. Simon Daylighter Lewis of Millennium Lint, formerly known as Salacious Mold, is a giant boy child who doesn't know how to take responsibility for his actions or hold himself accountable to the people he's wronged in the process, and therefore he doesn't deserve either of them. So says me, the Honorable Judge Kristen. Crusty Queen. Dude, it's like uh, he needs to like like focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. You have too much, like you said, like you have all these things going for you, and like this is coming from someone who's has had a bunch of stuff going for them and still just can't fucking be happy because my brain says no. Mm -hmm. You don't get to do that. You you gotta focus on that first. Because yep. if these things are not bringing you joy, there's a bigger problem. So you <laughs> heal that first. Marie Kondo your soul. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. So, <clears throat> Clary ends the call by giving Simon a deadline. He's got to figure out the his love life before Luke and Jocelyn's wedding because they're both invited and he's not allowed to ruin her mom's special day. Or rather, Clary's special day when she can finally look her stepdad in the eyes and say, Luke, you are my father. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it like not actually Luke though, right? Isn't it just yeah. I am your father? That's one of those Mandela effect things. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you did you did you say Luke? I am your father. Did you always say that? Yeah. Oh, I always. Of course, did. it's the Mandela I effect. The movies till I was an adult. But get I knew pack your bags and get out said. of town. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. No, I was just thinking in the car when I called my daughter a nerd today because she got on honor roll. Yeah. I was like, it just means you're a nerd. Love it. And I, I was there. It. And so dramatic effect. I was like, nerd. Uh-huh. We got it IRL. Oh, my gosh. How cool. She got her first nerd. She needs to read these books so she can be a guest. Your yeah. daughter would hate um, this. She'd be like, absolutely she, not. <laughs> dude, she was saying words again that I didn't know what it was. And she was like, yeah, someone was asking me, like, for pointers for, like, Riz. And I'm like, what's a Riz? What are you, how are you saying words? And I think it means game is what I think it is. Like, I think Riz is the gen alpha of saying he's got game. And so she was telling her friend was, what? anyway, she was saying Riz. 
And I was like, who what, knew, what is Riz? that? Like, who makes Riz? up these words? I don't know. And how does everybody know them? I don't know. Urban Dictionary, that's where I go. That's where, that's my resource, my old people resource for new, new young people I mean, shit. <laughs> I just go, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is like Rizzo from Greece. And I'm assuming that's that is not that. where they that got it That cannot be it. That no. can't be it. Yeah. If anybody no, knows. Riz crackers. Like, I think it's R-I-Z-Z. I don't know. Is and then I saw it on a TikTok. Oh, no, it's Because they're listening. Is it like, hmm? does it have anything to do with Riz Ahmed? I mean, like, this. <laughs> that's the only Riz I know. Uh... You guys were 32 minutes into this, and I need a snack. <laughs> I'm bummed I didn't bring one with me. I didn't rob in this shit tonight. Oh, I left my snack downstairs. Oh, God. Okay. What did you find? This is, this is what Urban Dictionary says. It says having the smoothest tongue, talking the baddest guy or girl up, whatever you want, a gold mouthpiece. What? So, I mean. Using it in a sentence, I think old girl is feeling me. And the other person says, show her the riz, bro. Which is how she was using it. Yeah. Yeah. And like the rest of these, like, like it's yeah, game, like right? The cool dudes, sexiest man alive. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's got game. That's what I think yeah. it is. Like the best. Oh god! All I can think of is cow tongue. Lengua, lengua tacos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I like. This is my favorite uh, definition. This is from 2017. It says, a sexy-ass bitch who has a big dick and can kick anyone's ass in a fight. Wow. Like, that's a lot. I'm into it. Anyway, so not the point. Back to... I'm just saying, like, she would bring that Gen Alpha energy in if she read the books and had to do right. this. And I think it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. We would be very confused, obviously. We'd be, like, secretly mm-hmm. Googling and texting each other. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should make her help sure. me write a recap. Like, I'll never forget my brother. You know, we used to have ring back tones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. my God, brother used yes. to have this tool song on his. I think it was actually his answering machine. A voicemail, whatever. It, do, it doesn't matter. The, the, the song lyrics literally go what did he say and my mom would get so confused she le- she left my brother several messages because <gasps> she couldn't understand him because it's like a he- heavy song you know what anyway so funny that's what this makes me think of i'm so old i love it oh my gosh oh okay so <laughs> back to clary she hangs up with the promise to meet simon at band practice the next day which I'm like, why? ooh, fun. Why we get though? To... I don't why. Why would she just go watch him play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's a weirdo and doesn't have anything else to do. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Rob is just pointing at herself. Pick me. You do that too. Pick, pick me, me, me. Pick me. <laughs> she's a pick me girl. Oh, interesting. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Dude, so, never mind. Nope, we cannot tangent anymore. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. 
So naturally, this is when Jace swaggers in. And there's this, like, internal monologue where she's, like, taking Jason in all of his glory. And she marvels at the fact that, like, she's known him long enough to notice the slight changes in his appearance over time. Like, how he switches to a cooler tone, a cooler toner for fall and winter. (laughs) As opposed to his, like, normal golden one for summer. He's like full T18 right now. <laughs> He's giving ash blonde. He's gi- it's giving ash vibes. Yeah. taking like a cosmopolitan quiz like the back of a like quiz like tiger beat i'm a winter or or, like i'm both a fall and spring like what he would think he's so perfect he's everything yeah yeah (laughs) oh but like it was just it it hit me off guard the way that she was like i'm giddy that i noticed this and i'm like you've known him for what like four months Mm -hmm. like you've barely made it through one season like (laughs) let's slow your roll babe (laughs) with jake's with jake's with jace's coaxing clary jumps down but unlike her shadow heather shadow hunter brethren Clary still has all the grace of a, and poise of a toddler. Uh, she screams the whole way down, despite being tethered, by a bouncy rope, which is such a relief. But again, I hope she's wearing, like, a harness to distribute her weight. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So, uh... Yes, I'm going to read this part. Okay, so as her velocity slowed, she opened her eyes and found herself dangling at the end of a cord, about five feet above Jace. He was grinning. Nice, he said, as graceful as the falling snowflake. Was I screaming, she asked, genuinely curious. You know, on the way down? He nodded. Thankfully, no one's home, or they would have assumed I was murdering you. Ha, you you can't even reach me. She kicked out a leg and spun lazily midair. Jace's eyes glinted. Want to bet? Clary knew that expression. No, she said quickly. Whatever you're going to do. (laughs) Now, this is where Clary makes her crucial mistake by unintentionally challenging Jace. Now, I know from my own experience in my relationship that when, because my husband and I are both very stubborn people. (laughs) And so when I challenge him, I have to be careful, and I have many a time tried to back it off and be like, no, 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 I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, because <laughs> I just don't want the consequence of what's going to happen. Challenge, accepted. <laughs> and it never works, and it doesn't work for Clary yeah. either. <laughs> With a flick of his wrist, Jace sends the dagger flying, severing the rope, holding Clary suspended above, and oh so gracefully breaking her fall with his abadi. At least she didn't scream that time. She was too busy gasping. Okay, so <laughs> annoyed that he ruined a whole ass rope. 
Okay, so I don't think the robes were ruined because I think he like cut it off at the ceiling. So they just like it's slightly ruined is what I'm thinking. Just, they still got lots it's of length of it. All right, I'm, I'm just matter. annoyed. Like you, gen- way, you didn't know you were screaming. Now. <laughs> That's fair. An escalator can never break. It can only temporarily <laughs> become stairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mitch Hedberg, I love him. R.I.P. Anyway, um, yeah, like the thing that bugged me is you're like, oh, was I was I screaming? I didn't know. Yes, you did. You do. You know. You know. Yeah. Yep. You knew you were. You were not genuinely curious. I don't care if the author okay. said that you were. You weren't. You were not. Right. It's yeah. a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. You ain't got a lie to kick it. <sighs> That's These like when are they're the like, oh, my face is wet. I must be crying. Knock it off. Oh. Or or when they Knock squeeze their hands so tight that they draw blood and didn't notice. You noticed. That hurts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's an alley. It's like your brother <laughs> saying, like, do you want to hurt stone it? Right. <laughs> you know, oh, I wonder, yeah. those things that happen, like, the, the very specific, like, playground like things that get you know hurts donut or you know the the fucking funny s that everyone just learned how to draw in sixth grade um the super s or whatever you know these Uh things like they're they cross like so many like where does the who who comes up with this shit exactly like putting on the riz Yeah. yeah i don't know or I mean, like, do you, dude? It's the internet, but like, mm-hmm. how did well, we? When before? we were kids, like, we didn't have fucking social media. We just everybody just knew this shit. Look, I want you to know. Or like, Marilyn Manson sucking his own dick, like having his oh. rib removed to suck his own dick. Like, do you remember when that story went I through like elementary school? How did I know? Yeah. That? <laughs> Why? That's not even real. <laughs> Dude, I actually got somebody with Updog, with, and no, it literally what? made my life. I did. I did. You got, you got somebody it was with what? Saying like, "Do you want some Updog?" Oh. And they were like, "What's Updog?" And I was like, "Exactly." <laughs> oh my god! It was like, I just said exactly, and it was literally the best, like one of the best moments of my life. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. My niece. My niece. Okay. Okay. But she is like sixteen. Awesome. Mm. That's great. Oh, that's so satisfying. That's so funny. It was so good. Oh my god, yeah, I'll never forget that. A fucking teenager. A fucking Uh teenager. How hard it is to to get those? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's good. To even get him to play along. No, she laughed really hard, which is funny. Because like you you get your kids once. Yeah. And yeah. don't waste it when they're little and they don't understand. You got to wait. Absolutely. Like, not old enough to, like, hear it on the playground. But around, like, depending on the kid. Like, Audrey was about, like, five. I got her once. and But that's not as satisfying because you know you're going to get them. Yeah. Anyway. When they're when they're older and, and there's more, it's more risk. You know, you got to really uh-huh. sell mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, for sure. Uh, okay. So. Clary's falling, and Jace is like, huh, huh, you, you didn't scream. And she's like, uh, I didn't even have a chance. Plus, don't say that. It sounds creepy. But okay. She's obviously into it, so I guess it's fine. She didn't say that. I did. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you're my sister, but I still love you is even creepier, but okay. 
Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I guess their creep factor is a little different than mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is it? Habsburg? Is that what the yeah. family? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, it's been a whole, like, six weeks or something since the whole brother-sister thing happened or whatever, since they started, I don't know. And she's surprised she still has that physical reaction to him, like the butterflies, I guess. And she feels like she should be used to it by now. So, like, they must have a really special relationship. Yep. As she's looking at him. <laughs> or maybe you just haven't had sex again. yet. <laughs> You're still I mean, in the anticipatory stage. Mm-hmm. Or Everything's like, hot when it's all dry humping and fucking stolen uh, kisses. <laughs> Talk to me when you've been sleeping next to him for, for six years and he farts in the middle of the night. Wow. It literally wakes you up. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. It's not yeah. the sound. It's the smell. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It wakes you up. <laughs> yeah. You're but at the same time. It. Yeah. You can still be like, oh, dude, that's mine. Oh, my God. How amazing. And the same no. token. No, no, not at that moment. Not in that oh, moment. Okay, okay. I just meant like, like that can happen felt. at night. And then the I've next day, something else anything. will happen. Not even empathy or compassion in those moments. <laughs> just rage. Dude, I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I was sick. Like, nausea Aww. sick in the bathroom. Thank you, Taco Bell. I should have known better. And um, my worst fear is like, don't come in. If you hear a loud bang... And then you hear no noise and no movement for five minutes. Come in and check on me in case I like Elvis and died on the toilet. (laughs) That's fine. Otherwise, I don't want you in there. Especially since after I have kids, I like basically just pissing my pants. (laughs) Yeah. After children. Yeah. Uh Fair enough. Uh I don't I don't need an audience for that. I'm fine. Uh PSA. Public service announcement. Everyone pees when they puke. Right? Yes. After you've had a kid? So she's like, oh, you have that <laughs> After happen. you've had kids. Like, Last time I vomited, I had to sit on the toilet anyway. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I sneeze and I pee know, a little bit fluid. sometimes. Mm-hmm. It depends on yeah. how good of a sneeze it is. If I was prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had been doing my uh-huh. Kegels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Important questions need to be answered. Oh, we are so far off track. I am so sorry. Okay, you guys. It's okay. My section is really short. So, which is awesome. Because then <laughs> you guys. Okay, so anyway. So, Clary's looking at Jace and she's thinking about how he totally died and the angel Razi- Raziel. 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 He brought Jace back because he had gl- granted Clary one wish. And again, she didn't end world hunger. She didn't end world suffering. <laughs> she didn't sit and go, okay, what the fuck have all these commercials been about on TV? No, she brought back Jace. Well, she brought back remember. the brother she lover. Yeah. She knows her she priorities. She had a me moment. She had a me moment. It's fine. Yep. So I want my brother lover. Yeah. It seems to me, I know we're past this, but anyway, we're talking about, we're, we're rehashing this a little bit. I'm bringing up old shit. Okay. <laughs> it was convenient timing. For a wish to be granted. 
don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they I feel have... like um, it was something. God, what is that called? Plot. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're yeah. probably. So it felt right. a little plotty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the two of them, Clay- Jason Clary, decided that they were not going to tell anyone that he literally died that day. It's just their little secret. I don't understand why. I really don't. What's don't the purpose either. of not telling people what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like they do talk about it in the book. And they give their reasoning why. And I just can't remember. Okay. But for I me, I would think... I don't that- remember either. Maybe um, maybe they are like, oh, the Clave's going to be mad that you wasted the wish on Jace. Like... Or was it was it about Cl- that Clary being exposed for being able to create new runes? I think that might have been it. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that would have had anything to do with him. Like Valentine's the one that summoned him, right? But she changed the the spell. Like, the, yeah. She wrote her name instead of Valentine's name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe we should we should probably be better about remembering I these mean, things, but we're not. Yeah. Why don't you guys write in and let us know? (laughs) If you know. Please. We We know you guys are better. I will attempt to look it up before our next episode. But if you guys Mm -hmm. know, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, the two go back and forth about like Clary's training and Jace makes an um, I'll give you a sausage type of joke, which is (laughs) so annoying. Okay. And oh wait wait are you talking about like that practice in your you don't like that practice in your life like in your day-to-day life you're saying or it's annoying because it's in the book oh no i don't like it in my life like when my husband says you know what that you know i'll give you a sausage uh-huh. no mm-hmm. stop it talking about dinner I, i'm the one that says it so yeah i same you don't like me annoying. same that's fine Although, i am annoying my whole <laughs> My, my response to that is always, like, put up or shut up. Like, uh, what are you going to do about it? I mean, he does. I'm sitting over here, like, irritated about it. And Kristen's like, bring it on. And I just, inst- I say it before he can say it. Because <laughs> right. yep. I am a 13-year-old boy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, they're, like, almost basically making out, and Izzy walks in. And Jace kind of makes a weird, uh, I don't know. He's like, oh, you could have knocked. She's like, bitch, this is public property, okay? Mm-hmm. I can walk on this. You're in a common space. Watch yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's fresh from her date, is what we're calling it with Simon. And she's gushing about these amazing gloves that she's in love with. Um, and honestly, we all like love these gloves too, obviously, but who really wears them? Like, are you Cinderella? I know they go with your cloak. Super cool. But like velvet red gloves. She's the head of her time. Are they velvet? I I think it said velvet. I'm pretty sure. In my, in my brain, I saw them as suede, which I think would be better. And my only thing with it is I kind of was like, but I guess it's really cold. It's as cold in New York. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I suppose. But I, I don't know what time of year I'm it is, even though we just talked about elbow, it. But yeah, maybe I agree. Just regular gloves. 
I'm I think seeing just them like, as like yeah. Oh, okay. But, I I imagine them as like driving gloves, even though she doesn't have a car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gotcha. Like you're if it right. doesn't fit, you must quit gloves. <laughs> I just watched something about OJ Simpson a little bit ago. So crazy. Okay. So I also am a little annoyed that we're calling this a date because they went to a diner and like. I they didn't do any. They had like three eating. minutes of conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Izzy asks Jace if he heard about the dead shadow hunter that they had found in Brooklyn. And she says that the body was so messed up that they haven't even been able to identify who the person is yet. And she's like, is, do you know, like, is that where my mom went? And he was like, yeah, I ran into her on the way out. Like I ran into her in the hall while she was leaving. And Clary's offended that Jace didn't come into the room and immediately fill her in on the cheese about the dead shadow hunter um she's like i dropped out of high school to join this shadow hunter gang and he was all for it why wouldn't he want to share everything with me and he says he didn't want to freak her out but i don't know if that's true i also don't like that she dropped out of high school when like they're piecing together someone that's teaching her education because they don't have anyone right now anyway yeah, I don't <clears throat> the whole like trying to protect her thing. Mhm. It's really obnoxious. Um and I thought with the first 3 books like Jace had learned his lesson in trying to do that and that like maybe Clary's more capable than he first anticipated. Um it really feels like we just kind of hit the reset button on all that development. And yes. Jace is back to being overprotective and overbearing and toxic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. And if not you... in a fun way, <laughs> right? Not in a mm. villain way. Okay, any. I don't know if you've passed that part and didn't talk about it, or you're going to talk about it. And we haven't gotten there because I don't uh-huh. remember. But um, there's a part in this section of the book, and maybe it's in my part. But I don't think so. Anyway, Clary's just basically like, Jace is God's gift to shadow hunters and I mm-hmm. suck. And like, maybe mm-hmm. he got all the good stuff and I didn't get it. Which to me, it's like, you know, Clary is clumsy. Like as part like her, like me, like I'm literally went into Kohl's and I tripped over the ground three thrice while I was in there. <laughs> and every time I had to say aloud, hey, watch out, there's a floor there because it was embarrassing. Okay. She also I just decided to call to dresser today at a customer's house. I did do that. I just had to call more attention to it. But to me, it seems like if Clary seems like she is the type of girl that if Jace was really lifting her up, like you're so amazing, you made these new runes, no mm-hmm. one's ever done that before, you're like the freaking best. I feel like she would I don't think she would doubt herself. Mhm. Like, uh-huh. I would be able to talk myself out of, like, no, he's just yeah. saying that because I'm dumb or whatever. Yeah. I don't think Clary has that same voice inside of her body. So it just means, no. like, you're just kind of, like, making, like, you like to lord over her that you're better than her. And, like, you want to be her, like, Yoda, basically. So you're not going to boost her confidence so you can kind of keep her down. Uh-huh. That's annoying. But even all of that, it's just, like... You would think that it would be more collaborative. Like, it's still, like, even the fact that, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to teach you whatever. Like, 
that could be great, but the way he approaches it is like this weird, like I know better kind of, um, this is how you're going to do it. What, cause this is how I did it. Looking out for you thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that, that whole, like, I know better than you thing, instead Mm -hmm. of it being like a collaborative era, like, uh, effort of like okay well you know how to do this but this is what you you know whatever the whole taking away her autonomy and being like I know best like it's a pet peeve for me I don't like being told what to do unless it's in a fun way no. and I will still yeah. say no <laughs> like you're still gonna well, have to I, fight me for it <laughs> it's a shadow hunter that's died she is a shadow hunter now and she's walking home in New York alone. Why wouldn't you want her to know that someone mm-hmm. had been murdered and to like just kind of like mm-hmm. watch out? Yeah, it doesn't it watch doesn't out. make well, sense that like the the information would be like it's beneficial for you and your interests mm-hmm. to give her that information, not keep it from her. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and the way it's set up is she's up in the rafters waiting for him to come back with like a rope or something right mm-hmm. he went to go get something i don't remember mm-hmm. what it was and it she's was like rope, oh my yeah. god if he sees me on the phone with simon he's gonna get pissed that i'm on the phone and not paying attention which is fair like that to me is fine like you're like mm-hmm. 60 whatever amount of feet in the air yeah mm-hmm. don't be on the phone especially like that's annoying whatever um but she is thinking in her like god he's been gone for a really long time Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not even like oh I kind of bumped into her in the hall and like now I'm here and we haven't got around to it yet like you yeah why were you late you should have just been like dude I'm sorry I was late I just ran into mom right. my mom if you're yeah. Latino yeah. you say my mom yes <laughs> and even if either you're talking to your brother or your sister you say my mom and um crazy this is what what happened was mm-hmm. so I don't know yeah. anyway. I like it. Okay, so she goes out to, like, she goes to change out of her training gear, which I'm not even sure why. And maybe this is just a lazy me or a sign of our times, how yoga pants have just become basically a fashion of now. But it sounds a lot more comfortable to me than what she put back on, which also doesn't really sound like her style. Like, it's tights, a jean skirt, and a sweater. And it makes me wonder, like, is she trying to be cute for Jace? Is she trying to be like, uh-huh. more like Izzy? Because she does compare herself to Izzy. Or do I just not understand her style? This and feels like this she's trying to like... straight and then had... 100%. Yeah. This is 2007, 2008. Yeah. This, uh, or, or I guess... Yeah, 2008. 100%. It was frayed. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. Yeah. And right. it probably had those her... weird like iron marks where it's like a little darker. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Yeah. <clears throat> I imagine her in Hillary Duff's outfit when she's playing Lizzie okay. McGuire. Like, that's how I imagine her style. Okay. But I, I do think you're right. This doesn't feel like Clary's style. This almost feels like mm-hmm. Clary's trying to figure out what her style is now that she's a different yeah. person. Um, and a little bit trying to impress Jace. Okay. Uh-huh. And I know it's been what? we, we How many books Andrew? did we decide this was? What book is Eight. this? Eight. 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 We're still mm-hmm. talking... The description of Jace's gear, it, like clasps at his arm. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. I was He's just like, is it a carapace? Arms as well as pull away legs. 
<laughs> Zip what do you off need to arms. go sleep if you only need the you just need a t-shirt you just pull off the forearms and then if you want to go full sleeveless you go whoa like what to show off his room like well screw you i am the night seeing room do you think i come home looking to starla every day because i dress like peter pan over here forget about it um which to me okay so it sounds like what he because he's wearing actual gear and she's in training stuff Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's like clasping around his wrist or whatever but how it like that's cool that you're that protected but how do you draw runes on each other and battle right how are we always being like oh you can see his whatever rune like how if you're completely encased in this gear maybe it's something that holds daggers like a it says he unclasped it and it like came off of it like he had to unclasp the gear off of his wrist to take it off maybe it's maybe it's like a like a bracer like a forearm bracer that goes on over his like whatever for like maybe the way it made it the way i heard it basically has made it sound like it was like that's how it's connected and he had to un like it came off in the piece armor yeah Uh uh-huh i didn't connect all of that but you're right it did sound that way. Like I Dawn, think since I was a Dawn armor like that, I was driving and listening, mm-hmm. so my brain really wandered. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you for that visual of driving. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so when she gets back to when Clary gets back to Izzy and Jace, they're talking about Izzy's date with Simon, and Clary is like, "Oh yeah, he said you guys had fun," which, like, did he? Because they only talked mm. for a couple minutes. How was that any mm-hmm. fun? Um, it sounds like he just, like, maybe she's just trying to either make Izzy feel good. Like, yeah, he has so much fun with you. Or she just wants her to know that she, like, knows about their relationship. I don't know. Just seems like a weird thing to say. And yeah. so in that moment, Izzy realizes that Simon called her before Izzy. And she makes a little mental note. And, bitch, we saw this coming. You are so dumb. (laughs) Simon, you're fucked. You're fucked. So -hmm. Clary takes one for the team in this moment and asks Izzy if they've um, ever, if her and Simon have talked about defining their relationship. And Izzy shrugs it off with an, of course not. So, either. She said the girlfriend thing for the subjugate's benefit and like the whole situation to try to go with him or she's offended and didn't that like that he didn't call her first and now she's gonna brush this relationship off her shoulders and pretend like it isn't a big deal because that's what i would do i believe (laughs) that the answer is behind door number two right (laughs) yeah no, this fucker doesn't get this. So Izzy leaves saying that she's off to bed and we all know that she's not because Simon is in trouble and she's either going to call him and be pissed or she's thinking of ways to make him incredibly jealous. And I am here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Stay toxic, my friends. Yes. <laughs> Don't talk about your feelings. Yeah, so here we go. Jay starts to take off his gear and asks Clary if she has to go home, which I think with the change of outfit, is obvious but it's not my turn anymore right mm. like with that I brush my hands Leave of this <laughs> yeah clary is like sorry that's stupid that's, that's not what she says she says heck yes i do i was talking to my watch my bad anyway um 
it's basically like a real barber that she has to leave. Mm-hmm. However, convincing Jocelyn to let her trade in her Monday ways to hunt shadows was like a real uphill battle. And of course, like she's, these are her internal thoughts. She's not having a conversation with Jace about it, but she starts thinking about how, when she was trying to convince Jocelyn to let her drop out of high school and become a shadow hunter, she's like, got to bring up old shit. Uh, like the personal hell that she made for herself, trying to keep Clary well into the fray and out of the Fairchild. <laughs> and not just because of V-Tang, um, the circle, and the notoriously light, like short lifespans for Shadowhunters, the clave is cruel. Like the fact that just a year ago, Clary making the decision to train to be a Shadowhunter would mean that she'd never be able to speak to her mom again. Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Crazy. But... Clary points out the fact that it's not the case. Like, you're right. A year ago, that would have happened. But that's not the case anymore. And which means they're willing to change their antiquated ways. Besides, Clary um, is going to dig her hand into the sand. Um, Like, if she would have just, like, I can't hear you. um, It doesn't mean that the threats aren't still out there. And she needs to be able to defend herself. Like, I can't just Mm -hmm. wish away all of this information. Yep. And Mm -hmm. everything's suddenly going to be safe. And Jocelyn counters by asking slash saying that she hopes Clary isn't making a giant life altering decision based on like on her boyfriend. And 16 year old me feels mortally wounded by that accusation. But the answer is yes. Yes. Dumb decisions were made. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, that happened. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Time out. We got to talk about this. So now, do I, do I think that <clears throat> she has made stupid decisions because of Jace? Obviously. But yeah. I think the decision to train and become a shadow hunter, I feel like anyone who's a normie who is like, hey, there's this secret magical world. Do you want to be a part? Of course you're going to be a fucking part of it. Like, that's, right the, the, it's ridiculous to think that, like, Jace is the real. No, it's fucking magic, bro. Like, what? <laughs> Literally. I'm a fucking warrior? You're telling me I'm a warrior with angel blood. Of course I want to participate. I'm not going to fucking I, opt out. I don't want FOMO. Sign the fucking permission right. slip, Jocelyn. Jesus yeah. Christ. Right. Well, and like, I said, like, I don't remember how I felt reading this for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my shock or whatever back in the day. But... As a parent, I feel like Jocelyn did a pretty good job. Um, and maybe, like, that's something I could have heard when I was that age. Like, you know, like, I mean, of course you could get the stern talk from your parents. Like, mm-hmm. I got that. But Jocelyn's delivery felt more like my parenting style. Telling your kids, like, you know how they feel. Validating their experience, but also laying on wisdom. Because mm-hmm. even if, like, what you're saying is true, I don't think, I do not think she's making this decision based off of Jace. Mm-hmm. I was saying yes because I made dumb decisions when I was a kid because of a boyfriend. That was me personally, my own life. Same. But her saying this is something that she could, like, think about as she's making other decisions later on like it was a good knowledge for her to have out there and I don't feel yeah and I don't feel like it was very much like I I don't know I I felt good about it as a parent I don't remember if I would have felt that way when I read it as a teenager right but I don't remember but Clary is a teenager and she's an angsty teenager so she gets mad 
And she's like, you don't know anything about my life. I am grown. <sighs> yeah. Actually, it was more like, I know you think my faux brother lover is like your ex-husband because he was raised by him during his formative years, but he's not. So get over it and get over yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, Jocelyn agrees, but lays down some ground rules. I honestly wonder how much, like, getting her permission was more out of respect than necessity. Like, Jocelyn doesn't need to sign a permission slip, is what I wrote, to let Clary live her birthright. Uh, but it makes their relationship work better. Like, mm-hmm. I think Clary could have just been like, I'm going to go hunt shadows, fuck off. And then mm-hmm. Jocelyn really couldn't have done anything about it. Yeah. But it's out of respect and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the rules are pretty straightforward. Clary needs to come home every night and Jocelyn um, is going to get weekly progress reports from Maris, you know, like to know that she's actually given a shit and like making progress and everything and like no staying the night with your boyfriend. Sorry. That's fair. Even though you already did that while I was in a put myself in a coma. Right. You're you're really not a cool mom, especially like I feel like I feel like if your daughter 16 or no, if your daughter and her boyfriend saved the world and fought a war, um, I don't know. I feel like the last thing I'm worried about is you spending the night <laughs> together. I mean, she's over there at 11 o'clock at night with no adults in the house. Like, What's teenagers the can have sex during the day. It just, PSA, when well, she's not in school out there. Sex is not <laughs> restricted to spend the night time. Right. Trust me. I didn't have sex. I didn't have sex in a normal bed at night until I was too old. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call yourself? The crusty what? The crusty queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got experience to judge on this as well. Ill advised life choices. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. And okay, look, either she she has another internal monologue sidebar. So either mm-hmm. she's thinking this really fast or there is some awkward silence here. Right. <laughs> Regardless. Mm-hmm. She like goes off on this tangent is like, I can't believe it's not brother. <laughs> and <laughs> she gives us a recap of like the broad strokes on Clace. Like, the, the whole events of their closeness that lead up to this point in the story. Like, and can't, can't we were tricked. And, and she's saying basically, like, she said they both felt like it was so wrong that they'd rather not know each other or something. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Anyway. They're um, being dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Back in the present... Okay, she's done monologuing. Mm-hmm. Clary says she has to leave before she turns into a pumpkin. She says that. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. And they head out. This, again, brings up the perfect opportunity to let her mind water and catch us up about the Institute side of the first half of TMI, reminding us of the losses sustained in the war and where the light words were ATM at the moment, if you didn't know. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. what you think it is. Um, Roberts and Idris helping with the new council. Alec and Magnus are on their vacation and the Institute is seeming rather lonely. And she's like, it's crazy. They don't have a lot of visitors. Maybe people are letting them mourn because, you know, their son died. 
but their son just died and Robert's not home. So right. also bullshit. Why? Yeah, he's awesome. Why? Totally. Work yeah, is not he more seems important. Like a dick. Yeah. Speaking of Alec and Magnus, um, Clary asks Jace how they're doing on their getaway. <laughs> and Jace breaks out his phone and Clary starts going through all the pictures from their trip, which leads me to wonder like is this technically they're back at Magnus' apartment? Like, yeah, this is where so. they're at then? If they're sent, like, have all those pictures. And the I love that for them. specifically mentioned, which I remember from that. So I bet it is. I love uh-huh. it. Well, and it's funny. He says, like, I've been getting texts for him, like, or whatever these pictures, like, wish you weren't here. And it's funny because Magnus is the yeah. one that did that. And I think that's also funny. It's, like, almost like they wrote the book after and put those cute things into the new book. Cute. Oh, my God. Amazing. Uh (laughs) the couple reaches the elevator and it lowers them down into the church and honestly i always forget this is a thing Uh Mm -hmm. every time i think my quote institute like quote my institute is the london one that's what i picture anytime we talk about like an institute i know they both look different i can't help it i like the london one better that's That's what's in my mind funny in my head when I think Institute, even when I'm thinking about the London, I have to, like, force myself to, like, shift perspective to the London Institute because the inside of the institutes look the same to me. Um, but um, I always think about them going through, like, the cathedral first to the elevator up and then, like, the main halls with all the, like, that is, like, the same except for me in New York, it's, like, it, it it's less old stone because like for me in london i'm like that's ancient ass stone like that looks like medieval right uh-huh but that's it that's no the only i always difference. imagine them they have the exact same like, carpet it's the same carpet that they have in the shining the shining okay <laughs> i just imagine the circular drive and like the steps jessamine died on and stuff like uh-huh. that's the institute you cannot convince me otherwise right. I, you you can obviously because it's not what it is but well, I, I was like elevator. Like it has the most like it, it's the most described like we get a lot like the, the Institute is almost like a character in TID, uh-huh. whereas it's not mm-hmm. the same. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I lost my place. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's I did it myself. So Clary and Jace embrace and she's like, I'm sorry that I have to leave. And then he gets really serious and he says that her mom doesn't like, it's okay. It's fine. Your mom doesn't want you to turn out like me. And I don't blame her. It's weird. Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And Clary's like, dude, are you all right? But he decides that instead of communication, they would make out. So... That's fair. And we get to listen to Clary's internal thoughts about how Jace holds her and just kind of lengthy, which I think is just trying to let us know that he's protective, but not creepy obsessive. That's the vibe we're getting from Mm -hmm. this. I think that's more for the reader's benefit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she has a baby is cold outside moment saying like, maybe I could just stay for a bit. Um, But Jace is shaking, like physically shaking, like, like a chihuahua that needs a blanket. And they break apart and his cheeks flushed. And he says, quote, they have this little interaction. I don't want to give your mother another reason not to like me. She already thinks I'm the second coming of my father. He broke off before Clary could say, Valentine wasn't your father. 
Jace was usually so careful to refer to Valentine Morgenstern by name. <laughs> Wrote Java instead of Jace. Never as my father whenever he mentioned Valentine at all. Hmm. Yeah. What's going on in his mind? We don't know. We don't, but we do know that Clary is having a little bit of an, like, oh shit thoughts. Like, he hit the nail pretty on the head right there for how Jocelyn does think about him. Mm-hmm. But she would, of course, never tell him that. But, like, he, yeah, he's, it's not so secretive. Jace reaches, go ahead, sorry, tell me. Sorry. No, kids at home, I I know that that Clary is looking at the situation going, well, I don't want to hurt Jace's feelings. But you know what would probably make him feel a lot better is if you were honest with him about how Jocelyn felt and then validated him by saying that you know that that's not true and you believe in him mm-hmm. that would probably mm-hmm. you know yeah. and but like or even just say him. that's just for people with healthy relationships so obviously doesn't apply <laughs> right or just like you know that th- those are valid fears and i know that she has some like yeah. you know maybe she's a little nervous or hesitant but you're not like him at all and it won't be long until she sees that Mm-hmm. Just keep doing you, boo. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jace reaches past her, opens the gate on the elevator, and he tells Clary he loves her while he's staring off into the middle distance. I no. You better be looking like at looking me. <laughs> past her, and like I do that sometimes. Like it dis- like I am overstimulated and overwhelmed, so I just have to like. And I swear to you, I am awake, but I am not looking at anything. Right. And I can just disassociate at the dinner table eating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to kind of like reboot my brain. Mm -hmm. But not this is an odd time to do that. Yeah. Well, and I'm just like thinking like she like in my head, the picture is like she goes in the elevator and he's standing in front of her and he tells her this while he's staring off. But he's really just looking at himself in the mirror behind her. Right. I do love that. I love it. <laughs> so he continues professing his love while looking past her. Like he kind of tangents it or whatever. Like it wasn't just like, I love you. He goes on this thing. And so she steps out of the elevator and like, she's thinking of all these things. Like she had enough time to have seven full blown conversations with herself and all these scenarios, mm-hmm. but she can't think fast enough to react to speak to him before the elevator door closes and he starts going up somehow. And so like, she basically ends up saying like, I love you to an empty room because he's already gone by the time she's able to say anything. And that's how the chapter ends. And before we sign off here, I have a question for you. Do you find it odd that Jace doesn't walk Clary home or do you think she portaled to her house? Like, is it because she's just going to do a portal? Yeah, I don't, I don't think she's portaling. Yeah. I don't. Exactly. And like, you're just. For as protective as he has at least pretended like he was. Excuse you. Come here. Stop it. Stop. I, five minutes. Um. So cute. For as, as protective as he's been, it, it makes no sense that he would be like, all right. Have fun getting to Bye. fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. What? 
Mm-hmm. No, take her home. It is weird. What's wrong with it's you? It's very weird. Yeah. Or at least well, like, she, that... she gets in a cab. I don't fucking know. And... Yeah. No, never mind. Because like maybe Luke's waiting for her, but she's like, I could stay longer. So he's clearly not outside. Mm-hmm. No. Like He clearly didn't come pick her up. Go take her to the subway stop. I don't know. There are yeah, options. It is weird. I did think of that. that. Is weird. I think he. I agree. Yeah, I'm not into it. Cause then I was like, why is he not? It's like, but maybe she just made a portal too. Cause she can do that now. Like maybe mm-hmm. she just portaled to her bedroom mm-hmm. instead of into Lake Lynn. I don't know. It seems like a waste of a portal. That is all. Okay. Make sure that you read chapter three for next week's episode it's called sevenfold for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at down world or dish podcast we'll see you next time bye bye